Hello everyone, my name is James, and I want to personally welcome you to my show. You know what I love? We're not here to talk about audiobooks or voiceovers, but instead I figured, how cool would it be if I invite my friends onto the show and talk about all of the things that we hold dear to our hearts? And so, together, we're going to answer the question, you know what I love? So come on, join us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of You Know What I Love? This being the fourth episode of the series, but I also want this to be like a part two continuation, if you will, of what we did last week. So last week we started talking about pipe tobacco, you know, the whole non-aromatics versus aromatics discussion with Mike Irwin. This week, I want to continue that thread as far as aromatics versus non-aromatics, but this time with Anthony. Anthony, go ahead and give a good hearty welcome to the tens and twenties of folks that are watching and or listening. Hello, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening to uh, my boring voice. (laughs) All righty. So let's go ahead and kick things off with uh, the first question. How long have you been smoking pipes? About three years. About three years. Okay. Give or take. That's fantastic. What was your initial introduction to smoking pipes and therefore pipe tobacco? Well, pipe tobacco goes from a long, long time ago when I rolled up Prince Albert in uh, in rolling papers. Nice. Fast forward a little bit as far as the hobby is concerned. My uh, <clears throat> my wife's grandfather died years ago mm. before I met him, but her his her uh, grandmother just passed away recently, three years ago. And um, she had a bunch of his old pipes, and basically they were going to throw them away. And said, "Do you want these?" I said, "Yeah," and uh, cleaned them up and decided to smoke smoke them. Well, there My you buddy go. smoked a pipe. He visited me from Wisconsin. He was uh, what they call an old collier. Yeah. He has uh, you know one pipe. He smokes Captain Black. That's it. And uh, he we went out to uh, we went out to eat one day, and he pulled out his pipe, and I was like, "That's pretty cool. Let me try that." And it was off the races from there. It started with the uh, you know, Captain Black, and then I, I experienced with the English blends, and then mm-hmm. that was it after that. That's awesome. So, with that being said, which do you prefer, non-aromatics or aromatics, and why? So, I'm play devil's advocate. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pose a challenge that they're all aromatics. Um, mm. Now, it's not uh, traditionally what people think of. Um, you know, stuff like Windjammer, um, Hedy's Delight, these aren't, they're not considered aromatics, but yet there's toppings on them, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a very fine line. I mean, all tobacco is flavored. I mean, that's just the truth behind it. I don't care if you're Mr. Purist and you think that, <laughs> you know, you're smoking, you know, something that just got grown and now it's on your, it's in your bowl. No, that's absurd. It'd be harsh and it wouldn't be pleasant. That's why they have casings. Um, whether it's, um, you know, molasses, vinegar, alcohol, um, whether if it's subtle or something like Lane's very cherry, where you could clearly taste medicinal cherry. Um, so there's, you know, there's, and in my opinion, there's two different types of aromatics. Um, if you're, if you're talking about that, you're talking about Danish style, you're talking American style. 
Um, can you taste the nuance of the tobaccos? And if you're asking me that, then yes, I love aromatics. Um, you know, stuff like um, my buddy Joe Underhill always tells me I'm butchering this, but Rivendell, I think it's called Rivendell, uh, by yeah. Country Squire. And um, Autumn Evening are definitely two aromatics you should check out, regardless if you're not an aromatic smoker or not, because these are the tobaccos that you could actually taste the nuance of rather than just the toppings. It's the case. So, yes, I do enjoy them. Um, do am I a go-to aromatic guy? No, not really. I'm I'm really into uh, vapors and burleys. Give me some old school, um, anywhere from Carter Hall to Slaney's Burley Flake. Uh, sucker for burley, but I do love a good vapor as well. Okay, yeah, you mentioned I'm kind of all over the map. Nice. You mentioned burley. Uh, there is a straight burley that I tried by Peter Stokeby. It was this toasted burley that mm-hmm. was actually really, really tasty. Yeah. You're talking about the uh, 207 light toasted? I think so, yeah. Yep, it comes in like broken flake. Yep, that's the yep. one. That's good stuff. All right, let's see. Moving on here, number two. Not everyone can pick just one. So if you were to choose a top three, which would be your favorite three blends? Of all times? Of all time. Um... Well, the first one is probably going to be my uh, my homemade uh, vapor I called AJ's Finest. And um, then it's probably going to be Solani Age Burly Flake. Okay. And then probably Marlin Flake by Rattress. Okay, nice. I actually have some Marlin Flake uh, in my small but slightly growing uh, stash uh, given to me by uh, Cisco. So I'm looking forward to trying that at some point. Yeah, it's wonderful stuff. Outstanding. All right. Next one is what is the worst blend you've ever had? Mississippi Mud by Cornell and Deal. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, it, was it just the flavor profile or how it was presented or, or what was going on with that one? Well, it was when I was really into Englishes. And it's funny because. I don't know what it is. The more I smoked Englishes over time, the more I got burned out in Latakia. Okay. Now, I still enjoy good, uh, a good English blend, um, but it's not what I was chasing in the beginning. I was chasing that heavy Latakia sure. in the beginning. So I was looking for everything with that kind of profile. And I found Mississippi Mud because I knew Cornell and Deal and it was available at my local brick and mortar. So I decided to pick me up a tin. Well, I was not, um, I was not, greeted with what I thought it was. And instead <laughs> I tasted black Cavendish. It tasted like mud. It's like Ooh. dirt. Nothing okay. really inviting. Okay. So very much akin to the actual name as far as mud goes, but not what the dessert as most people think of when they hear Mississippi mud. Absolutely. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So the next one, we'll just kind of, avoid nasty mud for for here on out is there a particular combination of pipe and tobacco that you tend to stick to for example like bent pipe in english or poker in virginia what what's your go-to for you for that so i used to be very um i used to go and to buy into all that you know there's a lot of people that say this shape is this narrow pipes are for right at this stage in my life, I just, I pick up a pipe, I smoke it. 
It doesn't, you know, I do dedicate, the only pipes I dedicate are English and aromatic pipes. Mm-hmm. Everything else I smoke out of everything. I typically smoke a straight pipe. Um, however, okay. lately I've been finding that a couple of my bents are very good smokers. So it's just a constant evolving, evolving thing for me. Nice. And then last but not least, as far as the pre-made questions I have here, what is your ideal perfect type of atmosphere to enjoy your pipe? This weather, some good music on the radio. Actually, take that back, a podcast or audio book. Sucker for both of those things. Just I on the road. A little bit about both. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just on the road. I love, I love uh, driving and smoking my pipe. Fantastic. Now, a final question I have for you that I didn't originally type in, but you kind of alluded to it earlier in the show as far as your favorite blends. You said it was one of yours. Tell me about that. Do you blend your own tobacco? I do. I do. I use, um, I sometimes use whole leaf and sometimes I use sutlers. So it all depends on how I'm feeling and how much money I'm willing to spend. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. What inspired you to start blending your own? And is well, there a benefit? Yes. Um, in my opinion, there is. Um, well, for the benefits, I'm going to go off the benefit because um, I get really excited about this. I actually had a YouTube channel. Um, I ended up getting rid of it uh, just for for reasons that I just had basically expectations of myself that I was setting that was a little too high, and I just canceled it. I had a lot of stuff okay. going on. But with that said, yeah, um, I feel like with blending, it's, it's important because, you know, while you're blending, you have to smoke those components. You know, to so say you have an English blend, you have to have Izmir, but you don't know what Izmir tastes like. You know, you want to taste that to give a profile of where you're trying to lead. So right. that way, you smoke that component. Now, you could taste it in other blends. And I think that's something, you know, it, it's almost like making your own pipe. Okay. After you get a blend, you're going to start appreciating what it takes to actually do it. Because it's not as easy as you know people think, and there's a lot, a little more to it, um, especially if you want to get involved into like casing and toppings and stuff like that. Sure. So the the way I got into it, you know, I was always I've always been a cook. Uh, I was a chef for twelve years, um, so you know that palate that was just always something that was drawn to me in the hobby. Actually, as soon as I got into the hobby, started collecting pipes, I started mm-hmm. blending back. Um, I smoked um, Scotty's Butternut Burley. And I'm like, how do I replicate this? And, you know, it was just off, off from there. I think, it's, I think it could be cheaper, too. It could be more a little better on your pocket. <laughs> that may be something for me to consider later on down the line. Of course, I don't smoke every day. I probably have one pipe each day of the weekend. So I've got Friday pipe, Saturday pipe, and Sunday pipe. And probably about one bowl per day. Unless it's a really good blend, then I'll probably have two, but no more than that. Because, you know, me being in the industry that I am, I can't afford to smoke all the time. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. You get a horse, get a horse uh, throat and it's over with. Correct. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for your time. Um, appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with everybody. I really appreciate that. Do you have any... Final words or or parting statements of wisdom for the listeners and viewers. Um, just slow down. Um, take it easy. It's not a race. Um, 
yeah, and enjoy. Enjoy fight. Fantastic. I appreciate that. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening and viewing. I greatly appreciate it. Feel free to give me a follow, like, share, subscribe, but whatever that fancy slogan is. And um, yeah, until we talk to you next time, peace be with you. And as they say in show business, that's a wrap. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in this week. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, then feel free to message me at wherever you find me on social media at The Voice of James. And until next time, make it happen and make it awesome. <laughs>